When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the Brown and Crouppen Morning After on KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. Good morning, everybody. Doesn't sound like Tim to me. Who is that speaking? I'm Action Jackson. Yeah, yeah that's not Tim. <laughs> nice to see it, though. Well, when will he be back? Tim will be back on Monday... That'll be February 19th. Okay. And we'll be uh, full strength. Plowboy is still out ill today. He hopes to be mm-hmm. back in tomorrow, but we will see. Okay. Uh, but KG in O-Town was kind enough to come in. I saw him sitting over there. Hello, yeah. KG. Hi, KG. Doug. You're hitting a lot of buttons. Just a few. Yeah, I'm starting to get the hang of this a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. You're, you're a smart guy. Is it hard? How long does it take to learn to run that board? <laughs> Doing it consistently, I think I could have it down in a couple of days. I hadn't touched it since you guys were out at Norwood last year. Oh, yeah. That was a fun day. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. was a lot of fun. That went well. The golf cart tripped the wire? Something tripped the wire, and one second we were broadcasting, and the next, just talking to each other. I think we had our our wirings clipped. And boy, and boy, yeah. 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 He comes in here every once in a while yeah. and you see him. He has 10 snips. Yeah. And from time to time, he'll snip our wiring. Yeah. Yeah. It's dirty pool is what mm, it is. It seems like it to yeah. me, but ra- this radio is tough business. You've got that right. This is the morning after, presented to you by Brandon Crouppen. To my right, Douglas Alvin Vaughn is on the show this t- today. Uh, smart guy. He's uh, worked in this town for a while. But uh, you still might, can't figure out headphones. Yeah, you, you might know him better from Miami mm-hmm. or Rochester, Minnesota, but uh, he's St. Louis through and through. Across the dais from me is KG in O Town, filling in for the Plowlock, who is again ill, uh, and hopefully he'll be back tomorrow so that KG can get some much needed uh, time away from the program just because he's been coming in, grinding with me. And I appreciate it, KG. You're good people. Thank and you. then to my left, Ken Iggy Strode, Hall of Famer, two times over. Uh, and then I'm Action Jackson, filling in for the vacationing Tim McKernan. If you've been listening all week, you know Tim has been out. If you're just now cycling on, Tim is out up until Monday, where we will resume TMA with all five of us, uh, hopefully, you know, knock on wood. Uh, and then Bloom Party will continue from 10 to 11. Josh Innes has been filling in on Bloom Party from 10 to 11 on 101 ESPN. And then QFTA will resume also on Monday. So uh, plenty to listen to come Monday, but you can always listen to us right now live from 7 to 10 on the morning after presented to you by Brown and Crouppen. This is the Munganast 7 o'clock hour, Munganast St. Louis Acura, Munganast Burkhardt, Alton Toyota. They present the 7 o'clock hour. Jeff Lottman 
presents the text inbox. It's 314-881-TMA5. You can also call in 636-904-TMA and email in the morning after at insidestl.com for our design air, heating and cooling, email today. Doug, what? good morning to you. I don't know. Well, morning to you too. I noticed you said people are cycling on. Does that take more than just turning the radio on? Uh, I guess nowadays it would be turning on the radio, maybe turning on YouTube, maybe hopping so hop on the app. That cycling? That's uh, a cycle. Yeah, a general cycle. You know, just kind of like boop, bop. Boop, bop. Yeah, boop, bop, and then you hear our voices. And then you can like be like, ah, I don't like this. Click. And then okay. they stop listening. Click Snagglepuss. Only two more days of this garbage. That's from uh, Snagglepuss, which was nice. It just seems like everything's getting more complicated. Do you have the app on your phone? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I, I generally don't listen because I've heard it. I've been here. You don't want to catch up on some of the great stuff you've done before? It's like watching game not, tape. Not really. Yeah. Everything's you, on that app. You you go back and listen <clears throat> to shows that you're on? No. The ones that I'm on, no. But I, you, you do listen when you're not filling in. Yeah. And you text in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah. I've logged some hours on that thing. Yeah, well, listeners. Am I eligible for the contest? I don't think so. As a full-time employee, probably not. Yeah. I was telling Jackson when you were out getting your phone, Doug, that uh, I listened on my way in this morning because I have it on my Munganess car. I found HD2, so I just have a preset when I get in the car that's on. And this morning, Tim was doing email of the day. We must have had 10 emails. They're all Hall of Famers, all great. Plops, Dustin in Columbia, Matt who bowls at Hanks. Um... God, who was it? What are you never... saying about the current crop? They're not good. Oh. You don't like any of them? Well, sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're ratcheted up. You don't think Buck Swope is good? No. You don't think J.B. Golf Coach is good? And sometimes they are, not Kevin always. Kevin Miller? He, he used the term colon bowling yesterday. Yeah. Well, I, I found out where Swope gets his, how's Canstro doing it? Remember the back? That was Stephen Wildwood who did it like three years ago. But isn't it all a play on... Uh... Yeah, but he still stole it. That's how's Joe Paterno. Yeah, no, yeah, that's a, that's a play on that, I assumed. Yeah, but we had ten emails. Now we usually get three or four, and maybe one's good. Jackson's intro is like a Scott Linehan press conference, just milk toast. He spelled it milk and then toast. Um, Jesus, Tim can't come back soon enough. That's from Eric in the Central West End. Leave us be. Hey, listen. Stop you know. writing us. <laughs> listen, yeah, some people have their opinions. I I speak. How I speak. I, I'm not going right. to manufacture energy. This is how I talk. Right. That's fine. You know? This is not my usual job. I'm usually back in the, the Ladue Horton Watkins <clears throat> studios. You don't even hear me. I'm just I'm quiet as a little church mouse back there. What would you be doing if you didn't work in radio? Oh, wow. What a hell of a question. Well, I went to school for sport management. Uh, mm-hmm. So a lot of the jobs I was looking at before the pandemic hit. Would you well, working at the Y or something? No, no. More like... Um, a lot of, like, minor league baseball team, like, ticketing offices. Oh, yeah. And that would be, like, an internship, and hopefully you move up to, like, a pro team, maybe in tickets or, you know, other si- kinds of sales. Yeah. And then you move in and out from there. So that was kind of the goal. And then the pandemic hit, Doug. Yeah. And sports teams were not hiring. Instead, they were firing. Sure. So finding work was was not great. And I won't mention the company, but I was very close to working the overnight shift. Come, like, October, after... Because I graduated in August of 2020. Uh, come October, I was pretty close to like taking a, a graveyard shift, basically packing boxes to make some money. Seven <laughs> Eleven? Uh, no, not Seven. Like like uh, like a 
warehouse. fulfillment center. Yeah, like doing something like that. And my dad, I like didn't want to do it with a college degree. I didn't want to do it. My dad was like, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> so he kept he kept trying to like rationalize. I was like, pop, <laughs> this sounds awful. And uh, uh, one faithful day, I uh, played golf really early in the morning because again, unemployed. And uh, my buddy, private citizen Pete, who's been mentioned here, who's mm. uh, getting hitched. He just got engaged a few weeks ago, so Mazel Tov to him. He uh, he texted me, hey, I just listen. I'm listening to QFTA right now, and Gangster Pete says he's shutting it down, and they're looking for someone else. You should try it. You should just apply. Oh, he's like, you just emailed Tim. I was like, all right. I took a listen to it, heard it. I was like, all right. So I just fire the shot. I actually pulled up the email a couple weeks ago to look at it again. It was a dense email. Uh, and fire the shot. Shadowed a couple days, Gangster Pete. Next uh-huh. thing I know, I'm in John Hadley's office, and I'm hired. Really? Yep. Are you happy about that? Or Absolutely. Was, well, the, I didn't one, get the job at the fulfillment center. <laughs> you so. know, like I, I've talked about this bef- uh, with people before, but like all those, t- I, I mean, I would apply to 20 different places a day. Maybe not that many, but you get the idea. Apply to a bunch of, bunch of and everyone would t- who would t- tell me no, if any of them said yes and I took those jobs, I never would have got the chance to work here. So like through all that crap that with the pandemic that I, you know, had me and pl- probably plenty of other people in my situation had to deal with, um, all of those people saying no ended up with me being here. And so uh, it kind of all worked out. Huh. Surprised you got the job with Hadley interviewing you. Okay. Don't have to take a shot at somebody. He said, I'm going to hand you the keys, big boy. No, because you're very good, and he usually goes the opposite. He usually makes the wrong decisions. Uh, I, 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 uh, I sat there, and he said, I'm going to give you the keys, big boy. And, uh, there, and he, say, he says, he ready? And Gangster Pete chuckled and said, yeah, he's ready. Did they have any other candidates for the job, or was it just uh, you? Tim could answer that better than me because he was taking emails for people who were looking to get the job. And Tim then suggested the person who he thought would be best to John Hadley who would make the final call because Tim was not in charge. Hadley was in charge. Okay. Um, so Tim would answer, but I, I don't think I was the only person. Oh, so you beat out a... Long I guess. I guess. Qualified. I don't know. I don't know. It's, I can't speak fully to that. I, I'm pretty confident I was not the only person. I remember I was supposed to shadow like on a Tuesday, and someone else was supposed to shadow on a Monday, and that person couldn't make it one way or another. And Tim shot me an email super early, and I was up, and then he was like, "Can you come in today too?" I was like, "Sure." So I was there. And I think that was a good mm-hmm. sign. Like I can always be there. Kind of like KG, who on a whim, like if someone's out mm-hmm. sick, Iggy, Plowboy, me, you. Tim is like out sick in the morning where it's like, I feel like crap. I can't come in. KG oftentimes answers his phone and is ready to come in. And that's a big sign of like, hey, you know, that, that's huge because mm. we need help sometimes, especially on the production side. So it's very helpful. When Seamaster left, they offered me his job. They said, do you want Seamaster's job? And I said, are you going to pay me Seamaster's money? No, same money you're making now. I said, why would I do that? Hello, Vivian? Yeah, why, why would I go into producing a show and go through all of that? the same money I'm making now just to talk. So then they, they still made me produce a show for three months till they yeah. found Gangster Pete and didn't pay me anything for that. So, Well, at least you stayed employed. Yeah, thanks to Tim. Yeah. He got me out of getting fired four times in that mm. place. We are all less off that Jackson didn't get that box filling job. It's really unfortunate. It's from Eric in the Central West End. What were you to put in the boxes? Couldn't tell you. It, it wasn't that I wasn't like... They weren't going to hire me at the box filling job. I just didn't necessarily want to do it. Not because of the yeah. work itself, because I did not want to mm. work 10P to 10A or whatever no. it would have been. Hey, you take jobs because, you know, you have to. It may not be the perfect job, but while you're waiting to get one, you take one. I remember I worked at Venture one time. 
My God, what a job that was. I was behind the counter, and every, every time somebody bought a bike, I had to go put it together. Yes, we like that bike there. We'd like it put together because you pay extra to get it put together instead of taking it home. Uh, so the boss would come up, and he'd take over the counter. He'd say, all right, get in the back. I had no idea. I'm putting the screws are missing, the thing's wobbling. Oh, no. Like, what am I doing? I'm in the back warehouse putting a bike together. We sold, well, I we mean, sold guns. We all have jobs. I don't jobs. think you need a permit there. I think I was selling shotguns. We all have jobs right out of school that we didn't really dream about, but it's just kind of part of the... Totally. Part yeah. of the, What's the worst job life? you've ever had, Doug? The worst job? Yeah, looking back on it. Uh, my first job was cleaning a beauty parlor on Saturday afternoons <laughs> with, with a mop both, and a bucket. Yeah, we both like had hair? Jobs. We both had jobs cleaning yeah, offices. It was right by, the, right by my house. I was only about 12 or 13 years old. What were you getting paid there? Like fifteen an hour? I think they gave me five dollars. Five dollars per tough, about, like a flat rate. Yeah, <laughs> it took about two or three hours to clean up. <laughs> yeah, that was probably the worst. Yeah, but my, again, I was twelve or thirteen years old. My dad tells a story of you know he grew up in a very small town, Clay City, Illinois, Doug, uh, right there in the middle of Illinois, Central Illinois, and you just get a bunch of odd jobs, you know, coming out of school or before he went, he went to college a little later. So like he talks about working at an ax handle factory and what they would do is they would take essentially logs, big wood logs, and they would slice them. And his job was to cut them down the middle and he would have to put his thumb right up against the saw to make sure that the log was good. And he saw the guy had been there for 20 years and he had like six digits (laughs) and he was like, I don't think this is for me. (laughs) I don't think I'm going to be doing this much longer. I think he did that for a couple days and was done. Yeah. They didn't have a stick or something you could use to push it? This was probably the early 70s, so technology might not have been exactly what it should have been. Again, the guy with the digits. So you work there as long as you have your thumbs and then you got to quit and move (laughs) on to something else. I guess the guy who was probably shut it down. I was like, yeah, I can't lose any more fingers. I I'd hate to lose it. my thumbs. Oh my god, yeah. That, that's why we are who we are. Opposable thumbs. It's it's the brain right here developed right. real nice like, and then we we can move these like this, and right. that's why we're the dominant species. Pensable fingers, yeah. Pretty cool. Like the guy in um, <clears throat> Sons of Anarchy. He had a masturbation problem. Oh. So they cut off all of his fingers so he couldn't do it anymore. Mm. Uh, in The Departed, I think they do that, where they break the guy's hand, and he goes, I thought it was nice that you asked him which hand he masturbates with. <laughs> uh, nice little story, Ken. That's from Sweet Sweet Kai. I didn't even tell the story, did I? Uh, okay. Adventure. Okay, okay, Iggy, how many venture gals did you bang? <clears throat> it's from Eric in the Central West End. Well, it was a prepubescent teen, I believe. Uh, the title of Iggy's imaginary book should be, Well, At Least I Was Employed. That's from Nate in Tallahassee. Yeah. Yeah, that's the key. Well, thing. you must not be. You just sit here and text the show all morning. Oh, you should go to work. Uh, from three one four, can we get the etymology? You like that word, Doug? Uh, of KG and O towns. They're asking how the name KG and O town came about. Have you ever told the story in the air? I, I think don't know. So. Yeah, maybe. Well, your initials are KG, and yeah. you live in KG. Are my initials, there. not DH. Yeah. And uh, when I first started emailing in, I was teaching at Rittner High School right there in Overland, Missouri. Ah, uh, home of the Huskies, Doug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, I think I just landed on it before I fired one in and it just kind of stuck. That's kind of how it goes, you know, like guys just like, that's their text name when they start and that's just what they keep, yeah. you know, Stephen Wildwood. I've, I've had a couple other changes over, like I think I was, it's Kathy for a minute. You were, yeah. Colky Culkin. Colky Culkin. Uh, it's ca- I don't remember what I the, don't remember what, what was the I mean we, like you get like something that Iggy says one day in you know March of a random year and you have no idea what it means ten, three years later I still think a TMA glossary would be 
good to refer uh, to. TMA Wiki. I've, yeah, I've thought yeah. about doing something like that where like you get like bios of each person who's been on the show and then like common vernacular that's been used. Government names? Yeah. Uh, well, the government names of the people who work on the show, but yeah. like maybe arrest like, records. Certainly. Yeah. You uh, have an arrest record? Nope. 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 Not these hands. I've never, like never been the Pope. <clears throat> I'd like to have a government name for these people. You see him at TMAs, and hey, Iggy, long-time listener, Steve. Oh, I'm Billy the whatever. Who wants to be Billy the whatever? <laughs> their, their text-in name. Hey, I'm the Winnie Wiggler, whatever. Oh, Winnie yeah. Wiggler. But, you know, you'd rather know a real name. Well. That's just me. I don't know. A bunch of them run down here. Uh, my worst job was being a grave digger when I was 16, but I did get $150 per grave. That's from Dirty Chewbacca. Mm. That's, about, that's pretty good money. How long do you think it takes to dig a grave? By six, hand? Six ten, feet down. Ten minutes. They don't do ten it Ten minutes? Well, you got one of the scoopers. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, if you got like a... Backhoe, you could do it. In but two. how are you going to drive a backhoe through a graveyard? There's gravestones everywhere. Well, I'm sure they do it. Really? I don't think there's anybody out there digging graves by I, hand anymore. When I hear grave digger, I think of like, you know, like an old crusty guy with a shovel and a lantern. Maybe a hundred years ago. <laughs> That's what I think yeah, of. Yeah, one of those... Um, I think they're called backloaders. But those things, you know, <laughs> Earth you, movers. Just, you just two scoops in a six feet and they're they're square, so you don't have to kind of, you know, sculpt it. You just go and you're done pretty much. But he said it was his worst job, which makes me think he was doing it by hand. I, I want Dirty Chewbacca texted if you were doing this with a like an actual shovel or if you were doing it with a some oh, sort of God. machinery. Shovel would take you all day. That was a long time ago then if you're doing it by a shovel, it's like in the thirties. <laughs> he said I used a small ditch witch style tractor. Oh, okay. Yeah, it takes five minutes, is. I would think. Well, it'd take more than five minutes, but it certainly wouldn't take all day. Now if you had to dig up a grave, that would be a kind of a bad job. Yeah, well, that illegal. Wouldn't be fun. <laughs> yeah. No, a lot of people need to be have the bodies exhumed for something, and they have to not a lot dig up the grave once they're in the ground. Yeah, if they don't, they do that process all beforehand. Yeah, but sometimes they find some DNA. They need DNA from that body, so they dig it up. Really? Yeah, that happens on rare occasions. Really? He said yeah, a lot no, of people. Not, not a lot, a lot of they, people. It's on rare occasions. But that would be tough to do that. Uh, they're not called backloaders, you idiot. That's from Harrison's brother, Master. I, I'm not a construction guy. I don't know. I'm not a digger. <laughs> That's good business, though, to own a graveyard. Yeah. Never-ending supply. <laughs> it's it's morbid, it's, but... Yeah, people are dying to get in there. <laughs> oh, look at this. this is, you came but with I mean, material today. But, I mean, it, it's expensive to get a plot. I'm sure. And you don't have to do anything, really, but cut the grass. Yeah. Do you want to be buried? I think so. Really? That's a good question. I think so. Just in case they can find a way in the future to bring you back. You want to come back here? Well, if I could come back healthy, yeah. yeah. Well, what do you think they're going to do? If they find a way and they're going to dig up everybody's body <laughs> in the world and start bringing them back to life? I don't know how it's going to work. I think if they have the technology to be able to bring people back to life, they can also develop some way to, like, mass. But then you'd have a zombie situation. You'd be spit out into 2072. Or who knows how long, you know? Yeah. It could be. It could be really... I don't know. I well, cremate me, baby. Absolutely. I had my grandpa, who I was super close to, was cremated a handful of years ago. And when I was a kid, I had this memory of him always taking me and my cousin on a fishing trip to Truman Lake. So when he passed away, I took some of his ashes, spent a little time there over the weekend, and was going to spread them out on Truman Lake before I head home. And I did this. Actually, I left. I did it one morning. Left. 
and went straight to Friendly's mm. for a TMA event where I think they were giving away shirts with your face on them. Oh, really? Was that Especially- when Jay Jr. got was on the pool table and getting feet in his mouth? <sighs> That doesn't ring a bell. My brother and dad were at that, and they said they if saw that happened, Rudy carrying fried chicken. They couldn't eat fried chicken for a while. It was like it, like grease all over his hands. Mm. But a- after I had went to Truman Lake and had this nice moment with my grandpa's remains, I was at a family function. I was telling my mom and aunts this story. Mm-hmm. My aunt chimed in and said, Truman Lake, your papa took you guys fishing at Mark Twain Lake. <laughs> oh, no. So you spread that at the wrong place? I put my grandpa's ashes in the wrong lake. <laughs> oh, no. Should go back and try to get them. Oh, <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. scoop. Yeah, I talk about scooping out. Now, when you get cremated, would you still have DNA in the ashes? I don't. I, I think they would all, all that got burnt out. Wouldn't I you wouldn't think? think so. That's why know. some of these cases, um, if you go to cold cases, like I watch cold cases on Hulu every once in a while, and they get cremated right away, and then they, you know, that's suspect. Yeah, there's a suspect, and there's no DNA because they're cremated, so you can't go back and check for DNA. That's why a lot of people that are guilty want to get cremated right away before they start checking DNA and stuff. Well, why would you care? If you're guilty, you want to get cremated? Yeah, because that way they You want to get away with it, don't you? You don't want to die. Well, the person that killed them, there may be some, some evidence on them. You know, did they get poisoned or something? So the person that could be a person of interest, they have their loved one cremated. The victim gets cremated. Yeah, so they can't go back and check, you know. Did she die of uh, poisoning or something? Ken watches far too much television. Digging up bodies for DNA? This isn't the blacklist Kenneth Von Crustode. It happens. It's not like it's never happened before. Yeah, every now and then you hear about that happening. It's not a frequent occurrence. Yeah, it's not like every day it happens, but it does happen. A lot of murder cases sometimes it happens, and it's usually um, they they need the DNA. Now a lot of times they'll check if they if there's still some kind of hair there, they can tell if there was any poison in their system still. <clears throat> so if it's a case where they say they think the husband poisoned her, they will exhume the body and then they'll test DNA and they'll test the hair samples because for I guess for some reason you can through the hair you can see if there was poison in the body. Hmm, it's interesting. Uh, I think ultimately I think I would like to be cremated, but also once I'm gone. Do what you want with me. I mean, what, 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 what am I going to care? You know, I'm gone. Yeah. I'm no longer here. What's the, you know, you can bury me, cremate me, who cares? I think we should all get buried next to each other so that way in the afterlife we can continue doing the show. Ooh, a TMA plot. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. keep microphones near the casket. Yeah, no, bury us with microphones. Yeah. You know, I'll have a little soundboard in mine, and then we can just continue on the show okay. for eternity. Oh. Takes, uh, takes in the afterlife. Mm. You know, it's like we'll still bitch about the Cardinals rotation, you know, thousands right. of years. I'm like you. are older than us. <laughs> yeah, I'm like you. I mean, I'm dead. I'm not going to know what's going on anyway. But, right. But I don't, I don't want to be buried because I'd be buried by myself. My mom and my dad are at Jefferson Barracks. I can't go there. My sister's buried next to her husband. I can't go there. I'd be buried next to nobody. I'd That's why up, we get this TMA plot. So we're all together. All by myself. But yeah. you're not going to know. Yeah, yeah I'm right. not going to know, but still. They could essentially just throw me out of a plane or throw me into sea. It's all the same to me. Yeah. I, that, they do that thing where they cremate you and then they can like put you in with some seed, Doug. Seed? Mm. And then like plant you as a tree. So you come back as like half oh. tree. Well, now that might make sense. Isn't that, wouldn't that be nice? That's kind of a pleasant thought. Like an apple tree? Yeah. You come back or an orange, gro- or an orange tree yeah. down there in Florida? That seems nice. Mm-hmm. A little grove. Uh, welcome to Unintelligent Talks with Kenny, the long life know-it-all. That's from Slippery Turtle. <laughs> I don't know how to answer these anymore. That's it's just, it. Yeah. That's you it. know, what did I say that wasn't Done. true? 
Iggy thinking they always when is up, it okay to kiss a guy? Mm. Iggy thinking they always dig up bodies for DNA is because he watches twelve hours of TV a day. That's from Los Only Boys. Mm. That's too much. You don't watch twelve hours of TV a day. No. That'd be crazy. No. Five or six? Oh yeah, at least. Oh. Six hours a day? Yeah, I got nothing else to do. Unless I just sit around and listen to records every once in a while. I'll do that. I'll put an album on and then I'll listen to albums or I'll every once in a while I'll read, but that's usually in the summer. I'll sit outside on the patio and read, but summer is for reading. <laughs> yeah, you can sit out on the patio with a glass of iced tea or a glass of wine, read yeah. out in the sun. I read outside yesterday. It was lovely. It was like sixty degrees. It was. Yeah, it was. I sat outside a little bit, and then I did my cooking show and sat outside and chatted with the folks. How was the flounder? Oh, Doug, you're in for a treat. Oh, good, thank you. What's it stuffed with? Crab meat. Oh, Bill. Oh, Bill. <laughs> and I put a little Bernays sauce on top, too. Oh. Uh, so I had, a, I had someone text me yesterday, Iggy, about the cooking show, concerned that you lost the tripod. Yeah, I don't know where it's at. But someone oh, gave yeah. you that tripod. Yeah, guy. they did. Do you oh. know who gave it to you? I don't. It's a yeah. small apartment. It's got to be there somewhere. Uh, the person who gave it to you was also, I believe, the lone sponsor on, uh, on Biffin's show. Was, was James it? Anderson. I don't think James gave it to me. <laughs> uh, he claims he did. He claims he gave did you the he? tripod. I think James gave it to me. He said, I don't. I can't remember the guy, but I lost the tripod. Yeah, I said that, but I, I don't think it was Jenny. How was could James. you lose the sticks? I don't know. I'm looking at my apartment. I thought maybe that I'd throw it in the golf bag and brought it inside, and my golf bag's in the uh, closet. It's not in there. It's not in my closet. It's... You think some of your neighbors thought you moved to Korea and they came in and helped themselves with <laughs> your stuff? Well, no. you didn't bow. No, I wouldn't have thrown it away. I mean, I threw a lot of stuff away. There were a lot of clothes away. I couldn't give them all to people, so I just threw them away. Some are still under the desk. Yeah, Plossy's not taking those home. He's going to sit there forever. KG can take them, can well, he? Well, why don't you take them back home? I have nowhere to put them. So we put them here? That's, I gave him the Plossy. But he doesn't want them. Well, then throw them away. Give them to Goodwill. I don't care. They're not mine anymore. I gave them to him. <laughs> Um, command. But I don't. I wouldn't have just thrown away a tri- uh, where am I going to put a tripod? It's like this big. It's I can put it in a corner, so it's not like I threw that away. So I don't know where it's at. So I got a, I had the camera up against a candle in the bathroom. <laughs> That's kitchen. what held the camera up a candle. Yeah, I just put it up against a candle in the kitchen. You need a lensman. Is what you need. You need a proper. Well, Chrissy lensman. Blake came a couple weeks ago. And it was funny because she was like giving a tour of my house, which took all of five seconds. <laughs> um, she was making comments and reading comments. It's a lot easier if somebody can put the camera where they can see everything and and read the comments. I mean, you know, I don't know who's coming in. I, I like to say hi to people when they come in and they ask a question. I don't see them. Well, what could have happened to this tripod? I don't. I'll go look again today. I mean, maybe I did put it in the golf bag and it fell to the bottom of the golf. Why bag. would you have put it in a golf bag? I have to wonder that too. I don't know. I was carrying something in, and I just—it's it, not big. I could have put it under my arm. <clears throat> I don't know. When I got in there, I was looking for a place to put it. Maybe it had stuck in the golf bag. Maybe in the move. It just didn't make the move over. Well, it's it wouldn't just disappear. I wouldn't think so. Jackson. I, mean, I moved 20 feet. If it, <laughs> fallen out of, if it would have fallen out of a box, it would have fallen between the two apartments. Jackson, when you want your ashes spread out on the Hearn Center floor, it's from Tate McRae. Mm. Mizzou Arena guy. I, you know, ever since I started watching Mizzou Hoops, they played Mizzou Arena out there. I, I've played many a basketball game at the Hearn Center myself. Oh, yeah. Mizzou basketball camp. Yeah. But, uh... But that's a cool little. That's a cool spot, the Hearn Center. There's a lot of yeah, history there. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly really think my old man would be on board with being spread at the 50-yard line at Furrow. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Now my brother Steve wanted to. Um, <laughs> he didn't. Well, he didn't ask it because he died suddenly. He didn't even make any plans. My brother said, "I think as much as he liked going to Bush Stadium, it'd be cool to spread his ashes out on the track at Bush Stadium." 
and they asked, and they said, no, you can't do that. Yeah, I wouldn't think. I said, I can, you can give me some. I I can get down there, you know, during, you know, when I'm out on the field before the game, I can mosey out there, and I can put some out there. Like, I can't, like, is that I can't, in your pocket? I can't just... walk out there. Yeah, I can't walk out there with the whole urn. And... No, that would not go well. I said, so if you give me, if you want to give me some, so I did. He gave me some in a little jar, and then I went out to just moseyed out there and just put some out on the track. Could you imagine the call from, like, the Cardinals staff to, I guess, whatever station you were at who got you the credential. And they're like, hey, we're going to have to revoke this guy's credential right. because he poured out a bunch of ashes from an urn no. all over all over the warning track. Well, first off, they knew me too well. I've been covering the Cardinals for five, six no, years. No, you'd still get thing. bounced for that. For walking out there? For, for putting ashes <clears throat> on the stadium. The whole field. urn. Yes. If you took the well, whole not urn. Not the whole urn. It was just a little jar, and I just kind of went in my pocket and just... Yeah, <laughs> such a you'd, ceremony. You'd get bounced. <laughs> well, they know now that uh, at Bush Stadium on the track, there's some ashes. I think the statute there. of limitations is up. Yeah, yeah I think. I don't go to games anymore. Well, I do for bobbleheads. Plenty of bobblehead opportunities this year, Doug. Right. Just like there's plenty of opportunities to buy a lovely vehicle with our friends over at Munganast who present the 7 o'clock hour. Mm-hmm. That's Munganast, St. Louis, Acura, Munganast, Burkhart, Alden Toyota, KG and O-Town. Can I hear about Munganast? Munganass St. Louis Acura and Munganass Burkhardt Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour sponsor on TMA, sponsor the Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown and the official automotive provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast, presenting sponsor of Balloon Party. And we just can't say enough good things about the wonderful people at Munganass. That's Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganass, and in the service department, Ryan Seiberg. So if you're looking for a new car, they have a huge amount of inventory on their lot, and you can go shopping right now at stlouisacura.com or at altontoyota.com. And if you're looking for a pre-owned vehicle, they have a great selection there as well. Just go online at stlouisacura.com or altontoyota.com. Even if you didn't get your car from Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, get your car serviced there with the great Ryan Seiberg and his wonderful service department. It's Munganass St. Louis Acura and Munganass Burkhardt, Alton Toyota. Online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. Doug, you're driving that Highlander from Munganass. Love the Highlander. Ooh, it's a nice ride. Not sure I've ever had an SUV I liked any more than this one. Yeah, it's like it's the like a perfect size. Like yeah. it's not like a like a massive SUV that's uh-huh. like hard to park or hard to drive. But like uh, my dad took me to the airport in Scottsdale. He's driving the Highlander. Fit the travel golf bag in there, no problem. Oh, yeah, Fits everything you need. Three yeah. rows of seating. Uh-huh. It's money. Smooth ride. Yeah. Yeah, Munganass, they'll take great care of you. Hey, yeah, and if you need service, it's the place to go. A hundred you're always going to need service no matter what kind of car you drive. And they, they deal with all kinds of cars. Totally. They'll take great care of you there. Always really, do. Really, really lovely great people. Place. Great waiting room. You know, super communicative. Snicks, yeah, always yeah. they always communicate with you too, which is like I feel like you're sitting in the waiting room of a mechanic or someone with car service. You have no idea what's going on. They're always updating mm-hmm. with you. Munganass, they sponsor the 7 o'clock Hour, just like Circa is a sponsor on this presentation, the world's largest sports book in Las Vegas is now in Illinois. The Circa Sports app is sports betting the way it should be, with big app bets, high betting limits, tight money line splits, and the best customer service around. Football season is behind us, but still plenty of hockey and basketball to bet on for the rest of their seasons, including Doug, March Madness, one of the best times of the year uh, for gamblers and for just basketball fans or sports fans in general. That first weekend is so awesome when you got the, the first and second round games. So much fun to bet on those games with your friends, hanging out. Some people take that day, that Thursday and Friday off of work so they can just hang out with their friends 
and bet on the games. And I suggest using the Circus Sports app over there in Illinois if you're going to do so. The Circus Sports app is now available in Illinois. Visit CircusSports.com for more details and get ready to start betting like a pro. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, please call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 833-234. Hey, Iggy, any takers for that $800 Gaga book yet? That's from Big Tuft. Well, it's 400, but no. Well, it's early. You never know. Well, you buy it, you buy it, you don't, you don't. Well, that's pretty much true. Okay. Somebody asked me yesterday in the chat, Iggy, that, uh, is it hard now? What was uh, Planet Hollywood Jack is still available? <laughs> no, it's Rafe's. I said, yeah. Oh, no, really? I gave him the um, KU Kansas Letterman's jacket. Ew. No bueno. All right. I just, well, we all need jackets. I find stuff I don't need. I just. You need like you need like Gaga to come out with another album, so she rises back up into full prominence, and then it will sell like hotcakes. She just hasn't. No, she's just doing movies now. Which hey, God bless. But uh, yeah, the first uh, I saw the first, not a trailer, but teaser, teasers. Yeah, oh, no, oh stills, pictures. Yeah, yeah. Um, of her and Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix together. It's I, just, I don't know. I don't can't see the Joker being a musical. Fall, fall, adieu. That's I mean, a, the first one was dark as hell, man. And bad. It's so officially I, bad on goodorbad.com. I just can't mm-hmm. see it being a musical. What are you going to do? Yeah. She's going to sing. I mean, it's not like Elvis Presley who sings in all of his movies. we got to win this race. <laughs> Elvis needs You're some lemonade. You're mad of any impressions. <laughs> that wasn't bad. Elvis wants some lemonade. Lemonade. Add cool, refreshing drink. No, Everything that did he, not sound like Elvis. That sounded more like Bing Crosby. Uh-huh. He sang every movie was singing. And I don't want Gaga to get into that. I mean, Star is Born, yes, because it was about artists and musicians. That was the whole premise of the thing. I don't want her singing in every movie she does. Well, it doesn't matter what you want. She gets to call the shots on her career. Her best movie is Star is Born. She does a lot of singing. That's what I'm saying. If it's a movie about singing, yes, but I can't see the Joker being a musical. What are they going to... Folly I do. What's he going to start killing people and then they're going to stop and start doing tap dances? I don't know. They could, they're could. they well. just throwing Hail Marys at this point. That first movie was... Oh, man. I threw up my arms, Doug. Did I said, you? I said, what are we doing? Yeah, I don't know. I said, what are we doing? I don't know. I see a bunch of previews on the, during the Super Bowl, previews for movies, and not one of them looks even the remotest bit interesting. Spring is a, spring is a dark time for, uh, for pictures. You get a lot of crap, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of niche, niche horror. You get a lot of uh, date movies. You know, it's not, the good stuff doesn't come until later in the year for recency bias with stuff. Oh, yes. And Bob summer, summer blockbusters. What's up, Big that Brother? That Bob Marley movie come out yesterday? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, open to, to rough reviews. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I have no interest. Yeah. I, I, saw, I do want to see it. But. I saw one preview for another Planet of the Apes movie. That's right. Can't wait, baby. Are you kidding me? Oh, they could make a million of them, and have I'd still watch them. Have we not done them. that enough? Oh, I'd still, I, the, the last three were really, the Caesar Planet ones were really of the fun. Apes? Uh, Seriously? I'll, I'll ride to the death with that and Jurassic Park. They can make a thousand of those, and I'll still watch them. Yeah, at least that's kind of an interesting premise. Oh, no, the Planet of the Apes stuff is great. Oh, God. The, the three most recent ones were all outstanding. Really, really good. I, I, I highly recommend them. They're right. like, if you're like into like action movies like that, like they're, they're really fun. Roddy McDowell still doing those? No, 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 no. Matt Reeves did the last three with Andy Serkis, but the uh, new one is a, is a new tale based Planet on the last. Of the apes. Well, the one that like came, oh, the Tim pass. Burton one was really bad. The one with Mark Wahlberg. Uh, the original one is, you know, legendary, but technology okay, has gotten one, a lot better. One was enough, wasn't it? 
We just but they, if they're going to keep it? making money, you know what it is. It's entertainment, and they keep making money. I know, but they, they make money on other kind of movies, too. Why don't, why don't we see more of those? Because IP and franchises make the money, man. You got to have, you get a built-in audience already. I know, I, trust me, you're preaching in the choir over here, but I will ride for Planet of the Apes. You will ride for them. Yeah, I'll jump out the gym for them. I love Planet of the Apes. I'm in episode three of True Detective. Has anybody watched it, and does it get better? I have not, I have not uh, started. Because I am lost, it's just... Uh, well, stop everybody, watching. I, what everybody says, everything I see is, oh my God, this, is, this may be the best one ever. I'm like, I don't know, they're, they're five episodes in, I'm in episode three, and I'm still trying to figure out what's going on here. Uh, good morning, Pale. Saw Maestro last night. What did it rate on goodorbad.com? That's from Kakim Lajuan. The Maestro Doug is Bradley Cooper's new movie. Yeah. It's got to be the most boring movie ever. But Leonard Bernstein? Uh, it's good, but I would not call it anything. I would never watch it again, you know. it's yeah. You see it once, and it's like, okay, you know, nice effort, but ain't going to win you anything. I do like biography-type movies. Sure. Learn something about famous people in the past. I yeah. enjoy those. Yeah, I mean, Oppenheimer, which will probably win Best Picture, is biopic, yeah. you know, mm. three-hour biopic. So, uh, Jackson, how's Madam Web? How about how about how about that whole deal? It's from Big Tough. Madam Web is the new Spider-Man movie with Sidney Sweeney, who's often been talked about. Uh, that also opened with terrible reviews. So, yeah, I don't want to see Spider-Man. <laughs> I, I just don't. She get naked? Uh, in a PG PG thirteen Marvel movie? No. I, yeah. I I I haven't seen the picture. I would just say that's probably not the case. Well, wasn't uh, Family Vacation? PG-13? Family Vacation. What are you talking about? Vacation? Just Vacation, yeah. I think National that Lampoon might vacation. have been rated R. If there was nudity in it, I'm sure it was R. That might be PG-13, though. I, I bet know. it was PG-13, and uh, Beverly D'Angelo showed her breast in the shower. Yeah, but that also was in 1983, so... Yeah, which means it would have probably been worse if they I, showed things, boobs back then. Things I, changed. I bet that would have got it an R rating. Um, I saw my mother-in-law without any clothes on this weekend. <laughs> hey, Frank. Bragging about them. Uh, yeah, National Lampoon's Vacation's right there. Okay. Uh, Either way, those those Marvel things are never going to get, never have any nudity. No, they're PG-13 almost always, except like Deadpool, but that's mostly for cussing, not for nudity. Are, are you expecting a lot of nudity in your superhero movies? Well, Sidney Sweeney has said many times, I'm not going to stop getting naked. When the script, uh, uh, yeah, there's but when the script calls for it, I think it would be kind of odd out of nowhere. But hey, can't you get enough nudity with your with the porn that you watch <laughs> rather than having to have it in every movie that comes on? Well, I want to see Sydney Sweeney naked in every movie she's in. She got boobs galore. Oh, has she? <laughs> she does. Jackson, you really like the last Jurassic Park? You lost all credibility on good or bad. No, I don't like them. Oh, I'm sorry, that came from Steve P from Pattonville. What up, Steve? Okay. What up, pirates? Uh, no, I did not like it, but I will watch every single one of them because I like dinosaurs. You like dinosaurs? Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm a dino kid. Uh, yeah. Uh, original Lampoon was R. Aren't you glad they all got killed? The what? dinosaurs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, yeah. I've seen the pictures many times. It doesn't look very... No, alligators, are they dinosaurs? Yeah, yeah. Certainly descendant so from... Know, birds are descendant from dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. What? Body chills, birds. You don't like birds? Not, I have a buddy the same way. So like, there's a pho- there's a real phobia about. Oh yeah, it. I think I've got it. Yeah. I had a bird in my house a couple of weeks ago. I How would that go couple, for you? I had one a couple of years ago, and I I had to put on a hockey helmet and grabbed a stick. Like I, it gave me the chills trying really? to get that thing out of there. Because yeah. the thing weighs about eight ounces. It, yeah, it was You're like a little sparrow, and it wasn't like it was a, a bird of prey. You're afraid of it? 
I, I had a visceral reaction to it. I don't know how to explain it. Birds, the most docile animal there is. They're afraid of everything. Well, this bird was dive bombing me. He was oh, not was afraid he? of me. Oh no, me. it's not going to dive bomb you. It's going to try to get away from you. Owls, Unless, owls really. Oh good yeah, you got to punch them. Yeah, some, geese on the golf some course. Can. Well, if you're by their babies, they will. If there's just geese on the golf course, they don't have any babies by. They'll run away from you. No, not always. Not not the big Canada geese. Sometimes they'll they'll get feisty with you. But they don't have. Teeth, I fed really. them a couple weeks ago. They came for some reason. They were in the parking lot, like eight of them. Just waddling through the parking lot. Well, they don't have teeth. So just, they're not going to hurt you. No, I went in and got some bread, and I feel they're eating out of my hand. No. Just take a little piece, and that beak hits you in the finger, but you can't even feel it. They don't have teeth. Well, I don't know how a sparrow's going to hurt you. No, they don't hurt you. Check out your eyeball, maybe? Who knows? Someone's out for blood. Someone's Hawk. Yeah, yeah, they'll go. Birds of prey, in general. Someone says a horse-sized duck, horse duck would scare me. If you remember, Doug, we had oh, that conversation. yeah. yeah. Would you rather face a duck-sized horse? Ducks are very versatile. They can swim underwater. They can run. They can yeah. fly. Yeah. Yeah, they, they no teeth, though. Yeah. Or even least, a, no teeth. Even a hawk's not going to hurt you. If you if you see a hawk eating something, you go after it. It's going to run away. It's not going to come at you. Well, yeah. All animals aren't looking for a, a fair fight. Yeah, for the first, for the most part, birds are afraid of people. Yeah. For I good mean, reason. I mean, you can't get close to them. I mean, a, a bird will be outside eating a piece of bread, and I'll walk close to it. I think it'll fly like eight miles. Like, I think you're far enough away from me. I can't even get you. I can't, I'm not going to reach down and pick you up. You can just move. I'm not going to get you. You don't have to fly to Maplewood to get away from me. They just fly and don't stop. But it's good that they're afraid of us. Otherwise, we'd have birds all over us, wouldn't we? Well, there's birds all over the place anyway. But they'd be all over us if they weren't afraid of us. They might be flying on our shoulders and in our faces and everything. Yeah. Who could be afraid of a hummingbird? They move pretty quick. Those are the coolest things to watch. Iggy, do you still not realize that making a movie rated R cuts down on its audience significantly? Uh, that comes from, that's how good the Merkin was. Oh. <laughs> yeah, People are coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, because there's so many 13 and 14-year-olds going to movies nowadays. That is, I mean, they're not wrong. The reason you do. Well, that's why, but they're not going to movies. Kids aren't going to movies anymore. It's adults <laughs> going to movies. Well, they, they absolutely do. They absolutely do. That's, that's why there's... There's, There's so many superhero movies, right. Marvel movies out there. That the video game generation is who goes to the There's a lot of older people going to these movies, too. No doubt, no doubt. But if you make a movie, I mean, it's just a numbers game. If you make a movie that only set people 17 and older are allowed to go to, it's going to cut down on your audience. Yeah, do you think people younger than that aren't getting in? They're not carting people in the movie theaters? No, I mean, no, but do they have rules, you know? Yeah, but nobody's following the rules. I, 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 I worked in the movie theater, and we had to follow the rules. Did you card people when they came in? Uh, Somebody looked 16, they looked, They didn't look 17, you card them? On big opening weekends of R-rated movies, they would make us, yeah. And if we didn't, we would get in trouble. Yeah, so. but after that, just any fair I, game, anybody I, I'm just tell. Well, I'm just telling you that this person is not wrong, that that is a reason why well, studios want to go why. for PG-13 I know that's the reason R. why. Like the two... Why don't you do a G? Then all the, everybody two, three years old can go. No, they do a lot of Gs. Gs do very well. Geez, I think have the highest rate of success of any. But if you want yeah, animated movie, if you yeah. want adults to go, you better have some cussing or nudity in it. Well, adults <laughs> go to G's because they take their kids. I know. So that's why they make a lot of G-rated movies, and that's why they make PG-13 movies too. That's what I'm saying. If that's the case, then, then why not make all PG-13? Why did, why put nudity in it? If it you was up need, to the studios, that's all they would. You make. don't need nudity in that. Just cut the nudity out and it's PG-13. Well, it's, not, it's not always about nudity. 
movies aren't always just about nudity. Take out the nudity. Well, for you like The Godfather, didn't you? There was really no nudity in that. Apollonia. Yeah, there was Apollonia. Got naked for, um, for for five seconds. They yeah, could have cut that out, and it's still been a great. That movie. actress was sixteen in the but filming it wasn't of that too. It was the cussing. Tough. I think you can say one f bomb in a movie, and it gets a PG thirteen. That's you, correct. If you do two, it's an R. Yep, that is accurate. So you don't need the cussing either. Why? Why cuss? Take an, take an F-bomb out, and you can get a PG-13. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of movies do that. They do. I'm yeah. sure a lot do it. Why cuss at all, then, if you can get, make a PG-13? You, Just take all the cussing out of this do. movie. A lot of them do. Why don't they all do that? Some of them don't, don't care about the PG rating. There are some movies that aren't de- like made to make a billion dollars. There are others that are designed to make so much money. There's others more for the prestige of the studio, especially come award season. Brings a lot more money in. Apple TV... Spending all the money they did on Killers of the Flower Moon is a prime example. They didn't make much money on that, but forever, in eternity, they will have a Martin Scorsese movie in their library. It's the prestige of it. So, otherwise, why would they make a three-and-a-half-hour movie that is pretty slow, you know? It's, it's not for making money, I can tell you that much. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Uh, Titanic was also PG-13, and it had two nice-sized breasts. That comes from Greg Oden's mm. Stovepipe. She show the second one? I thought just the first one came out. I don't know on that. It was, it was the... Uh, Paint me like your French girl. There are movies like Titanic where you can make, you know, become the all-time highest-grossing movie and win Best Picture, but rare. Few and, and far between. And have a boob. And Leo. And no cussing in it, really, for, per se. Yeah. Well, you don't need We'll cussing. both have the lamb rare. Very little mince sauce. You don't need cussing in a movie to make it good, do you? Cussing you like doesn't lamb, really don't you help. See Pardon me? <laughs> I was doing a scene from there. Oh. I said cussing doesn't really help in a movie, does it? You don't need cussing for a movie to be effective? How effective do you think Goodfellas would be without any cussing? I don't... They could have done it without cussing. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think you could have Pesci not cuss. Well, there are some movies where authenticity would be questioned if you're not using the language. That's what that I'm saying. Using at the time, Django Unchained is a, was it was being criticized because of the use of the N word. But it's like Quentin Tarantino's point was: Do you think that I'm using the N word less than they did in the 1860s? That, yeah. That's the point. Is you, if you're trying to c- capture some semblance of authenticity, you yeah, kind of want yeah. them to talk how they talked. A few specific genres, I can get it. But for most movies, you don't need a cussing. For the, yeah, I mean, if you're making an original story, you don't have to have it. It's just some. It's how some people talk, so you want to make it as real as possible. Uh, Movie Boy won't read this because he stands for the film industry, but the fact that there is nudity in Oppenheimer is an embarrassment to Hollywood. Everybody knows that a movie about the atomic bomb requires a sex scene. Same industry that praised Harvey Weinstein for years. That comes from Mr. Licks. So I did read it. And I would agree with you that the scene is unnecessary in Oppenheimer. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. Um... But I wouldn't say that it is an embarrassment to Hollywood, personally. I think it's a masterpiece of a film. It's hard to embarrass Hollywood. Yeah, it's had a rough history. Oh, my God, make it stop. He is so freaking clueless. Help me. OMG. That's from Brian Henschen. Go away, please. Just go to work or something. Uh, there's a lot of text about you doing an Eddie Murphy impression and passing it off as your own material. Iggy trying I didn't to do... say it was my own material. It was uh, from Delirious, I think. I'm just reading. Uh... I'm just, I just went with it. 
Hey, I got a tribute. Every time I do that, I'm supposed to say, and by the way, <laughs> that was from, uh, I think, Delirious stand-up Eddie Murphy. No, if you know where it's from, fine. If you don't, who cares? Doug? Okay. He then. did that in his thing, talking about Elvis Presley. I got a list of the movies that most commonly used the F word. Cut. What movie do you think? Scarface. Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Well, there's two ahead of it that aren't big. Like, number two is F, uh, documentary. Okay. Uh, but the one... Swearnet? Swearnet is number one. Nice. Yeah. That's the Trailer Park Boys movie. 8.35 per minute. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Trailer Park Boys movie. Uh, Uncut Gems, four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, oh, boy. That's a tough one to rewatch. Casino, great, nine. Yeah. Scorsese is probably over, all over that list. Uh, boy, I sure hope the new Snow White has nudity. That's from Grimy from South County. Well, that's a G, so there won't be. Uh, I gave it three days without Timmy. I'm out. See you Monday. That's from the 314. All right, we'll talk to you later. All right. What's the common phrase? Uh, this isn't an airport. You don't have to announce your departure. <laughs> I kind of like that one. Yeah. I Just, think, for the most part, any nudity is gratuitous nudity in a movie. I mean, you could do without oh, nudity. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't do it without it. But if you decades. wanted to take nudity out of movies, you could because, it, you know, even if you're having a sex scene, you know, you can keep the bra on and have the covers over you. You don't, you don't need to be naked. I mean, the most gratuitous was Halle Berry getting a million dollars to have her top off in Swordfish. I mean, she just, he goes out and she's laying on, the, on a lounge chair getting sun with her top off. They paid her a million dollars to take her top off. She could have had a bikini top on. So I think 99% of nudity in movies could be taken out and still the movie would be the same. Yeah, I'm not, I don't think that's inaccurate at all. But that scene might have brought a lot of people to the theaters. Oh, it did. But it made no sense in a movie. But don't you and think, they paid her a million dollars for it. Well, don't you think, like, kind of what Doug was saying, like where like, that kind of thing could bring people to a movie is kind of diminished a little bit with the rise of the internet where you can literally see yeah. as many uh-huh. nude man or woman that you'd like to see at any time on your phone, you know, nowadays, like now it's, you're not going to go pay $14 for a ticket, $10 for a bucket of popcorn just to see something that you could essentially. Scene, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Back then when you didn't have all that out there. Right. Right. Um, and, you know, she'd never been naked before. So, you know, unless somebody had a still of the movie before it came out, you had to go to the movie to see it or wait until it came out on DVD or until Mr. Skin had it. There's something, there's a, a part of American culture that I was never privy to because of my age, uh, but it's, I, it'll actually tie into why I don't like Joker. I don't like Joker because I think Taxi Driver is just the better version of Joker, but you have to put clown makeup on. Either way, and Taxi Driver goes to a porn theater, and those were real things, right? There was actual oh, yeah. porn oh, yeah. theaters uh-huh. all over the place. You tell a story about almost, you're trying to like see over the... Wasn't there like a drive-in porn theater or something? Oh, yeah, the Olympic drive-in theater. Yeah. <laughs> See it from the, the highway. Ro- on the Rock Road. It was over there by Normandy High School. Really? Yeah, you've been driving down the highway and you just look over and there's boobs. Yeah, the screen faced the road. You could see it. Of course, you couldn't hear anything as you drove by, but you could see a giant drive-in movie theater playing uh, X-rated movies. Yeah. It was it was the most bizarre thing. <laughs> it's just, that was like such a wild concept that you would sit... In a room with other strangers, if it was like a theater as opposed to a mm-hmm. drive-in, like sit in the room with other theaters with, and watch an hour and a half long pornography just with a bunch of other <laughs> That's right. single guys. That's how Hugh I've never got himself in trouble. I've never Is been that right? in one before. 
You never Pee-wee really Herman had some problems. I've been yeah. to the Olympic theater, but I'd never been in like a movie theater where guys are sitting in chairs eating popcorn <laughs> while they jerk. <laughs> oh. Imagine being on cleanup duty in that theater. So, uh, like, was it encouraged that you could just take it out and no. fiddle? No. No, Pee Wee Herman got arrested, arrested for, that. for that. Okay, well, then why would you go sit in that theater like that? You just. Because that's well, the only way you could see bricked up. X-rated movies. There wasn't yeah, internet yet. The internet, yeah, yeah. If you wanted to see so naked like, girls moving around, you essentially like DVR it with your mind and then go back home and take care of it. No, they would do it in the theater and they'd sit in the back <laughs> and turn with a trench coat on. Oh, oh. Was no give me that daddy coat. butter. Tee hee hee. Yes, there was. <laughs> why why would you need a trench coat? Just like though? the just like the PTs in Centerville with all oh, those guys the around the stage with their trench coats on. They're wearing trench. They're not wearing trench. They got long coats on and they're jerking under their coat. No, is that when you said they? Have flashlights? Yeah, they have Ugh. flashlights. Just looking at everything. <laughs> Look, in a case boot. they were there so long, did they need backup batteries? They brought batteries oh, in their plan. Yeah, they brought the batteries in their failed. pocket too. Oh god! Extra batteries, just in case. Yeah, they'd be there for three, four hours watching. Hey. Look, there's a boob. I mean, I guess it's a similar idea of a strip club, but there's something about, like, there being an actual, like, person there as opposed to just on the screen. That's just wild to me. Because there's several movies I love where porn theater is a major part of it. Yeah. And it's just a wild concept to me. I'm not judging or kink-shaming. Yeah. I guess the public humiliation thing well, is I'm not kind of sure. a kink. I'm not sure whacking it in a public theater is kink. Well, I think that's like a public humiliation thing. Like, the idea no, of getting horny. caught. They're just horny. they got to do it somewhere. Yeah, they're tired of using magazines. Yeah, boy, you you guys were the you guys were the pioneers. This, you guys were you guys really <laughs> no, were, we were you guys St. Clark. You guys really were the greatest generation. Oh, they had they had uh, people naked in movies way back in the twenties. Yeah, oh yeah, no doubt. But like I'm talking about like a, a theater just for smut. Like that to yeah. me is is you titled it's interesting. That segment. Yeah, a, a theater. theater just for smut. Yeah. Well, it's I, hard um, to find it. I mean, you know, back in the twenties, I think Hedy Lamarr got. You could see a boob when she was much later. when she was Heavy swimming was like in the forties. Heavy is a name, but they, they weren't naked in talkies. <laughs> no, but they had porn back then. Well, they yeah. did. Yeah, you can go to Pornhub and type in nineteen thirties porn, and the black and that. white comes up. Yeah, it was either porn or musicals, Doug. Those were uh, two choices. Yeah. It was black. And you liked it or Buster Crab. Yeah. yeah, it's black and white, and they're they're hairy as the Australian outback. Oh yeah, mm. that's hot. I don't care who says it isn't. Uh, I'm you can... a very obedient girl. <laughs> okay. I need a daddy to give me orders. Stop it. <laughs> Who in God's name is that? Just unknown woman is the list it of is. Yeah. I've been sitting on that one for about 10 minutes now <laughs> looking for a, a time to weave it in. This has been Our Pornographic Life with Ken Strode on NPR. That'd be a nice little idea for a podcast. Our Pornographic Life. <laughs> it's been done a thousand times. No, the history of porn. Evolution oh, yeah. across of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it started with the black and white little eight millimeter, and really weren't very good at it. Iggy rented the motel room to whack it. That's from the total package. Yeah, the Congress Inn, I think it's called. I think it's still out there on uh, Lindbergh. Yeah. Uh, like right Lindbergh and that little offshoot road, a little south of the airport. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. They yeah. Had, yeah. I was thinking it was closer to here. At Free X. <laughs> mm. Free X. I just get a room and. And go to bed. Hold on. Why would you try to just try to get a date or something? <laughs> Wouldn't that have been more fun? Sometimes you just don't want to go through all the trouble. Yes, you do. You just want to get a release and go to sleep. Oh, God. That's kind of been your whole life. <laughs> kind of. And you seem happy. And you're content with it. You know what? God bless you, Iggs. Uh, hold on. My ex-fiance date... 
danced at PTs in Centerville, and if I spotted the trench, I would send her to him to go to the back and take all of his money with her mouth. Great business. Mm. I made her brush her teeth when she got home, though. Oh. By the way, that was a serious text. Real talk. Keep it 100. That's from the recovering alcoholic. Mm. Well, I don't think she danced at PTs, your wife, but... Um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't just a strippers' night. It was. It was a swingers' night. I think it was on Saturday nights. And there'd be one. St- I mean, the girls are still dancing on all the other stages, but there's one stage that they just use for people just want to come up and get it on on the dance floor. And then chairs all around it, and the old men with their flashlights and trench coats just could watch if they wanted to. Uh, the whole trench coat thing the, really is really throwing the off. Anyone was wearing a trench coat. The guy that was watching us was. Does anyone still wear a trench coat? When was the last time you saw it? like a real no. trench coat, not like a long pea coat or something? reporters would London, wear trench coats. London fogs. <laughs> yeah, I had one for years. Uh, really? Like one yeah. of those like tan Khaki, ones? Khaki yeah, coat, yeah. trench coats. Yeah. Yeah. With a little belt Bur- around it? Burberry. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. We should bring that back. I mean, the pea coat is like the longer pea well, coat. Well, the is reason still in. you needed them is because people used to actually get dressed up to go to work. Sure. They'd wear sport coats or suits, and it fit over that. Yeah. And it would go lower than the sport coat. Nobody gets dressed up anymore to go to work. Yeah. So you don't need something that goes clear down to your knees. Yeah. Do you miss wearing a tie every day to work? No, I don't miss that. I kind of miss the fact that people don't take more pride in their appearance. Sure. Just in general, people sure. don't dress up. I don't think it's good yeah. that people feel free to go to the airport or go to work with a hoodie and sweatpants. sweatpants. I don't think it's a good thing. Right. Yeah, I, I, when I was at the airport the other day, it was there was some people like basically in their pajamas, and if you take your pillow from home onto the airplane, yeah. I, I really had to start questioning. Yeah, that's a, that's, a that's bad get a neck pillow, you know, get a Hudson News. They're obviously going to taxi on. It's crazy, but it's better than bringing your at home pillow onto an airplane. I just yeah. I think that's kind of just in general. I think when people dress nicer, they they behave better. That's probably that's why school uniforms are a good thing. Right. Right. Now you're in you're in for school uniforms. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to wear one as a student, but I definitely see the benefit from the educator right. side. Right. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about what other kids think of your outfit if everyone's wearing yeah. kind, right. kind of a similar thing. It, it takes that away. How come I don't have all the newest clothes like sure. this person does? And yeah. I I remember like from the teacher point of view, I always felt more in control of the classroom on the days where I was dressed a little more really? professionally, yeah. yeah. Well, there's definitely something to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I hear that. Yeah, I think if it's like a looser dress code, it's like polos and khakis. Not necessarily like you have to wear all the ex- like the exact same thing every day. Like when you see like a boarding school movie and they're all wearing the same exact thing. But like a, uh, some sort of polo in the school colors and khakis. Yeah. I could see Well, the, if I it's a that, kid, that. kids need discipline. They need it. That's the thing it's is discipline? Discipline. Discipline is the thing. <laughs> they need that. It's not too much to ask... School-age kids, this is what you're going to wear. I don't care if you like it or not. That's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see the benefits of that. I can see that. I, I mean, I have buddies who went to DeBerg, DB yeah. Proud, and they had to wear uniforms. It's a foreign concept to me. You know, it was yeah. never even close to being on the table. I would do Horton Watkins. Well, yeah, I didn't have to do it either. But my kids, when we went to Catholic school, yeah, they had, had to. to wear But that's it's fine. You never have to worry about what you're going to wear. Now, I heard that you there... You get four or five shirts of the same thing and four or five pairs of pants, and yeah. that, that's it. And the days when I guess you would be like, it's casually, you can wear whatever you want, it's probably like the best day ever to you. Yeah. you know, so I, But the shaving the face thing was always weird, that you had to like shave your face clean. Because I knew some kids who went to school, so they made you do that. And if you didn't, you had to go like with a old razor into the bathroom Oof. and shave. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. Couldn't have a beard. 
Uh, not them. We'll do high school. Didn't give a damn. But I'm yeah, talking. There aren't many kids that had beers in high school. I, I was pretty good. I, senior, junior, and seniors. I don't, yeah. I don't think I got a pube till I was a freshman. Uh, <laughs> that's information we didn't need. It just we did, just didn't need it. Is all. No, it's same Mary Magdalene. We had we didn't have uh, casual days. Every day was avocado green pants, white Oxford, and a clip-on. Paisley time. Yeah. Well, that's okay for kids. That's sure. good. I think that's a good thing. Pale. At Pepperdine, the girls wore the Catholic schoolgirl outfit, but no undies. And yes, they had to wear butt plugs. Real talk. Keep no. the 100s from the recovering alcoholic. No, no, that's true. I think it's about time you suspend him, Dave. I, I am going to suspend him. Yeah. Yeah. The IRC oh. provides just put his gloves on. Give him, a, <clears throat> give him a hot take there. The recovering alcoholic from Belleville has indeed been suspended. He's wondering, well, how long? Well, he's been suspended a period of two days' time. And... Funny he should be suspended because the Illinois Recovery Center sponsors the suspension logule. He's a sponsor like of the own logule in which he yeah. just got suspended. Yeah. Two days' time would be his time period. Check out IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com while serving your suspension. Suspense inception right there, brother man. Uh, if right. you need your HVAC system cared for, whether it be heating or cooling, call up Seth Goldcamp and Design Air Heating and Cooling. KG, can I hear about our friends over there at Design Air Heating and Cooling? Design Air Heating and Cooling, the official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast, the place I work with, the place Doug works with, the place Iggy works with, the place we recommend you work with if you have any issues with your furnace. Design Air Heating and Cooling will be out there quick, fast, in a hurry to take care of it. Designairservice.com is where you go. And now you're working with Seth Goldcamp and his incredible staff at Design Air Heating and Cooling. It's designairservice.com. They've been in business now four generations. Seth is the fourth generation, and he prides himself on the legacy started by his great-grandfather, and that is customer service number one, no upselling number two. Here's the deal. This is the issue. We're going to fix it. We're going to take care of it, and I don't know how many people over the years Design Air has been with us have done business with them and raved about the experience. They're out there super quick, and they take care of our listeners. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling, online at designairservice.com. That's Design Air Heating and Cooling. All right, we're going to close out this Munganast. Okay. St. Louis Acura, Munganast, Burkhart, Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. Come back with the 8 o'clock hour on the other side of the break. We'll have the Design Air Heating and Cooling email today to close out the show. And then Josh Innes will be taking over Balloon Party 10 to 11 on 101 ESPN, so you can flip over and watch that. QFTA will resume on Monday as will Balloon Party. And Tim will be back on Monday. So uh, for those who are just sitting there Angry as a hornet that, uh, you know, Tim's not in today. We had to do a handoff. Monday. We used to do handoffs in the old station. We did a handoff. Get Josh in just to come here about quarter till and just give us a little preview of what's coming on a balloon party. Wouldn't the handoff be on Randy, uh, Brooke, and Danny Mac's show mm-hmm. with Matt Rocchio? It would. Same station. Right. I know. But you don't hand off to another station. I know. Competi- but he's, he's on balloon party, so. That's right. One half. Number we, 23 we on uh, Barrett's rankings, but number one in your hearts. Mm. Why do we promote it every day? What does Tim say coming up on balloon party? Because well, we're on the show. That's what I'm saying. You're on the show. You're not doing it because Tim's on vacation, but he can come in here and tell him what's going on. Yeah. We can do a handoff to ourselves every day. Yeah. We kind of do that. Doug, he'll it's ask a me. It's a keeper. It's he'll, not a handoff. It's a keeper. Yeah. D- uh, often Doug is wondering what I have for Balloon Party. Well, and if I were on today, it would be obviously a thoroughfare Thursday. Yeah. So much to talk about. you don't have any of that. <laughs> yeah, we like to introduce other people to our audience. We've had 
live in, Learn's been in. We've had Casey in. Learn at 8.11 this morning. So we've had... I noticed Marshy Marsh was left out of that. Mm-hmm. Well, Marshy Marsh was in. I think... Uh, God, who else just bopped their head in here? Randy Characters bopped his head in here. Well, he came in. Harry. He came on the mic one time. Kerry <laughs> Davis has come in here. Our talk, Kerry Davis. So we've had a lot of people in. I don't think Courtney's ever been in. Jamie Rivers has called in once when you uh, called him a decent hockey Rafe, player. Rafe has been in. Rafe has bopped. Yeah, so we get a lot that's of our, That's our bop list. And you've bopped. Okay. You've done plenty of bopping. I haven't bopped in a while. Feel free. Feel free to just bop around. I like when you bop you around. You want me out? No, I don't want you out. No, no, I don't want you out. I just like I like the stories of you bopping. Yeah, well, I think, I don't even know if, I think Marty Brooks might be doing Casey's show because I think she's on her honeymoon. Uh, yeah, congrats. She got married in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mazel tov. Yeah, to old Jack Kemper. You know Jack? Good guy. Yes, I do. He's playing yeah. our golf tournament once or twice. Has he? Yeah. yeah. Good he guy. He was friends with my son. Yeah. Yeah, Greg? John? Greg. Greg. Me and Marty are buddies. I can pop in there and say, I haven't been on that show. Yeah, pop in. Pop in. But we want you here, too, as well. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to close out the Mungan-ass 7 o'clock hour. You are listening to The Morning After, and that's presented to you by Brown, and that's presented to you by Brown Crouppen.